born again. What does that mean to be born again? Hi, my name's Brad. We are Grace Teaching today. You know, when I was a child, maybe, oh, third, fourth grade, I remember we lit, we went to school in uh, this elementary school, and right next door was this church, a chapel building, and uh, with the cross out front. And I really didn't understand. See, when we were raised as children, we were raised LDS, so I really was not born again. And I really was not, as I grew up, I remember... We were LDS growing up as kids, you know, and that means Mormon. Um, but we were spiritually dead, separated from God as LDS Mormons. We were not born again. And so <clears throat> that's why, you know, at the age of 34, um, when I personally accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior and Lord, um, I was born again. But going back to when I was just a child at the age of uh, maybe fourth grade, I asked this gal that came out of the chapel there one day when I was at school. I says, uh, so what do you guys do there? Who are you guys? Um, and she says, well, we're born again. We're born again Christians. And I was like, what is, what is that? I never heard that before. Well, that's what we're going to talk about today on Grace Teaching. The Apostle Paul writes to the Galatian church in Christ, and he says in 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me, and the life I now live, I'm in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Notice how the Apostle Paul is saying that he was crucified with Christ. The old Paul, the old Paul who he used to be, the old sinner, religious Paul, was crucified with him. Christ lives in him now. And the life he lives, he lives by faith in the life of Christ. Christ loved Paul and gave himself for him. Now, of course, this applies in our lives as well in Christ. And so, remember the body of Christ. The Apostle Paul wrote what they call in the Greek language epistles. Epistles just means letters. And so Paul wrote 13 epistles, letters, to the churches. And remember, the body of Christ is like a physical body. The Apostle Paul describes the body of Christ as like a, it's like a physical body to give you a picture of what it's like. But notice with one body, with the physical body, there's many parts and, and many functions, okay? So each part on the body has a different function, as it is in the body of Christ. But when Paul addresses and he writes these letters to the churches in Christ, he's gonna, this is going to be applicable in all of our lives who are in Christ Jesus and are members of the body of Christ. Paul says the body of Christ can appropriate this truth in our lives. Colossians 2 verse 9 and 10 says, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form, and in Christ you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. Real quick, one God, three functions. That's what it means to be in Christ. All the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. So at conversion, we received God, one God, 
three functions. That's the Trinity. Now in Christ, every child of God is complete through their union with Christ. Before Christ, there was a God-shaped vacuum in the hearts of every human being that could not be filled by any created thing, only by God made known through Jesus Christ. So, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. You know, the person I used to be before Christ was an alcoholic. You know, Romans 6.6 6 tells us that old person was crucified and done away with. So I'm no longer in Adam, sinner, alcoholic. I'm in Christ, child of God, with a brand new identity and a purpose. Remember, to live in purpose as a child of God is to be led by the Holy Spirit. So when we came to Christ, we were circumcised, but not with a physical procedure. Christ performed a spiritual circumcision, the cutting away of your old sinful nature. And uh, so that's found in Colossians 2.11. Colossians 3.3 and 4 says you died, the person you were. And now your life is hidden in Christ. And when Christ who is your life appears, you too appear with him in glory. So we are holy. We're different from the world. Holy is agios. Implies something set apart and therefore different. Special to the Lord. Hebrews 10.10 says the will, the actually the new covenant will which began at the cross, made us holy. Hebrews 10.10 So who I I am I is not what I do. That's right. Who I am is not what I do. Our new identity in Christ, when everyone receives and believes in Jesus Christ, the scripture is telling us that God has given us the right to be called children of God. And so because of this union that we share in Christ now, we get a brand new identity. We are God's masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus. It's already been done at the moment of our conversion. Not becoming a new creature, not becoming a masterpiece, but we are God's masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus, anew. Now, in conclusion, when we live in purpose, um, why am I here? Um, Paul gave the answer to that in Romans 12.1. He's speaking to the body of Christ here, and he says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Remember, Jesus gave his life for us so he could give his life to us, so he could express his life through us. Now, the scripture is telling us we're one spirit with the Lord, 1 Corinthians 6.17. So we get to participate with the Lord. He's spirit, but he needs a physical body. You see, are you available is the question he asks. Remember, the one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Our role is to believe 